You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Hallelujah. Call my wife and tell her I'm going up. She goes, All right. <laughs> That's 30 years for you guys right there. Hey, I'm blessed today, man. I, I'm, I, I told Cherise I was so nervous today because we work together and I don't get nervous because I know the Holy Spirit is going to have his way. But I was nervous, like, man, I was excited. Like, today I woke up excited and, and a good nervous, you know what I mean? Not when the cops pull up behind you, you know what I mean? But it was a good nervous. I'm blessed. You guys, to see everybody here, um, I thank God for this opportunity. My pastors, always my pastor, because um, he still stuck around me too. Never gave up on me just like God hasn't. So tonight, I want to share something, and um, it's, it's, it's from the heart, you know, from the heart what I... What I bring up and, and God, you know, always looks at my heart and tells me what's in there and where I came from. So the title tonight is Your Turnaround. Your Turnaround. Not my turnaround, your turnaround. Think about that. Keep, keep that in mind, your turnaround. You remember where you guys were at on that turnaround? And that was a special day. It's not a day that you guys should forget because you know where you were at when he turned you around. But you remember that one. It's, it's, it's a, a good memory to have. A good reminder to, to remember that turnaround. I remember my turnaround because I was on a rampage. I was just like going 100. Most of you guys can relate. Going 100. I don't care what's in front of me. Getting ran over or getting taken out. That's, that's where I was at when God did the turnaround on me. Where were you guys at? Remember that. Try to picture that right now in your mind. Feel it right here. That turnaround is serious when you say you're a Christian. When you say you're a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because that's the one that you share. That's the one that grabs a hold of some young guys or 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 young woman, or you ladies that, that are out there outreaching, talking to women, that's the one that grabs a hold of them. That's the one that brings them to Christ. Because that's what brought me to Christ. I was on a rampage taking odd jobs. And when I mean odd jobs, I wasn't working legit. I was whoever needed Collector, you want to say, I will raise my hand. I'll go do it. Send me, I'll go. 
you know, my wife, she um, printed this out for me. And there's still a lot of stuff me and my wife had not talked about during our separation when I was on the streets and she was her way and I was my way. But I was ready to die. I didn't care. I wasn't with my family. I lost my wife and my kids. So I was on a rampage and didn't care. How many of you guys can relate to that? Didn't care. I was too much of a coward to take my own life. I was hoping somebody would do it for me. I would take those odd jobs. I remember the turnaround. Am I getting in somebody's heart right now? Am I getting in somebody's mind? I was ready for that turnaround. I, I was asking for it, but I was still running that way. You remember your, your turnaround, your actual turnaround. You know what I'm saying because you can't fake that kind of encounter. You can't read it in a book. You can't read somebody else's testimony and say, oh, yeah, I don't know. It's got to be your turnaround. Like I said, it, that's the one that grabs the people because you relate to it. It might not be identical, but there's some stuff in there that can say, whoa, that's real stuff. You remember where you were at on that turnaround. A specific place. And I don't mean like a building. I mean, where were you at on that turnaround when that came? When God came in. You guys sing the songs. Reckless love. Who does that, man? Do we do that for each other? Do we do that for our moms, our brothers, our sisters, our kids? Do you do that? God said there's no wall, there's no mountain that he won't go through and climb over for you and me. You guys remember that turnaround? Remember it. It was your turnaround. It wasn't mine, like I said. I remember that turnaround very specific because I wrote about it to my wife. When, when God, I'm going to try to do it without Losing it because, it's, like I said, it's my turnaround. I was in my cell. I was a trustee. I was in the fish tank here in, in Nevada. And I was still trying to understand what God was trying to do when he was pulling me in county jail. I felt it. But I still wasn't 100 for him. You guys know what I mean. You guys know what I mean. I was in that cell, and next door to us, there was a black dude that was charged with um, molesting a young girl. And I was a trustee, and we would get his food, and I was spitting it. And we were all saying, if this dude comes out of that cell for a shower, for a phone call, he's getting it. Right? We don't know how it runs like that. And I remember, and I remember, my cellmate, his family, they were all ministers in the word except for him. And my daughter, Monique, was praying. She goes, Dad, I'm going to pray for God to send you somebody. You're going to send me somebody in prison? Again, there's no mountain, there's no wall that he won't go through to get you. If you ask for him, there's nothing 
that will get in his way if you mean it and you want it. Do you remember your turnaround? I was in that cell and I was spitting in this guy's food and because, why? Because we followed the crowd because of the paperwork they said that they had on this guy. And God got a hold of me in that cell. It wasn't my, my doing. It was God's doing. It can turn around a heart as dark as I was to where he wanted me to be at and feel his heartbeat. That's an encounter that I can't fake it. Like I said, you can't fake it. You know your turnaround. You can tell somebody, but they won't feel it because it's not your turnaround. It was hers. It was his. It made them turn their life from hell running in the darkness to where he has you at right now. I started talking to this guy next door through a, a plug in the wall on the top. And I asked him, what happened? And he just said, nobody bothered to ask me what happened. They're just taking the word from somebody that was in county jail in the same courtroom that I was in. That he molested a little girl, and that's not the way it went down. So I asked him for his paperwork. He's a black guy. I'm Hispanic, running south side. That's a no-no. It's a no-no. But I didn't care, because I felt something right here, God saying, find out. You want to know who I am? He said, check this out. You want to be a rebel for reals? Be a rebel for me. Be hard for me. And I felt it, and it was scary, like I said. Exciting scared. And I grabbed this stuff, and it read on there, he was dating a 14-year-old that he didn't know she was 14. He said on the report himself to the judge, to the DA, when I was with her for two years, I thought she was 18 the whole time. He wasn't even with her no more. The father of that girl pressed charges two, three years later. He didn't know nothing. The age, nothing. He's already married now in the prison right there that day. He was married with a kid, already had his own life. He didn't even know about it, and they grabbed him and put him in prison. She was a weta, and he was a black dude. And all this is going on in prison, and if he would have hit the yard, they would have killed him. Because somebody said something, they didn't even bother to run the paperwork or nothing. And I knew that I was doing, a, a, I was in the wrong by even getting involved in this. And when you have a turnaround with God, you don't care about what the world's going to say. You're going to speak his word. You're going to speak to whoever it is, even the ones that they say they don't want that crowd, they don't want that person. That's who you go talk to because you are those people. We were those people that the world said, ah, throw them in the dungeon, lock them up, give up on them. They have no education. 
They don't know how to get an education. They're not civilized. I remember my turnaround because there's no way that I can feel one way one second and boom, different the next. I know my turnaround. Do you remember your turnaround? You have to because you were never the same again. You didn't want the things like you used to before when God did that turnaround. Most of us ran the streets. We ran and we ran with the neighborhood and we ran hard. That's what I'm talking about. You know, some of us know how to run hard. Some of us weren't raised the way I was raised or the rest of us. But you still had to turn around. You got to remember that. Do you remember what you were doing? Specifically, do you remember what you were doing? I remember because I just told you. I was one second ready to kill a man just because of paperwork, and then God just went, that's a turnaround. That's a turnaround. That's an encounter from Jesus. You guys have to ask yourself these questions next time you want to throw in the towel of a Christian or, or a disciple. Many of us do it. Come on. I testified a, a, a couple months back that some guy cut us off, and, and I cut him back off and got off on the street. My wife was right there as a witness, and I ran up to the dude's window, and I was ready to take him out. But I got to remember my turnaround. Remember the turnaround. Yes, we mess up. Get up. Get up, man. Repent. Talk to him. He's right there. He's right there for you. He's the one homeboy that won't leave you ever. As long as you want him around. Because if you deny him, hey, get back on your own. Figure it out. Do you remember your turnaround? I know some of us will relate to it. Some of us might not. But again, every every message is for somebody, one person at this now. I don't I don't know. But it's for one person. It's for one person. And he's a ninety-nine for one. You guys heard the song, you guys sang it. Do you believe that? I believe it because I was the one. I know it. I witnessed it. Even when I witnessed it, I still didn't believe it all the way. How many more witnessing do you need? How many more events do you need to see and hear to know that God is real and He loves you and I? He loves us. Remember, all of us are born into sin. You guys know that, right? We all sin as soon as we're born. It happens. Nature. Unless you're a born-again Christian, we were all enemies of Jesus Christ. All of us. There are some people say, but I never did. It don't matter. If you were not walking with Jesus Christ, you were an enemy of Jesus Christ. You know that, right? 
You guys don't know that. Let's, let's study. Open it up. Open it up. I don't say this. The word of Jesus Christ says it in the Bible. Romans 5, 6 through 11. I'm going to read. I'm going to read one of these for you guys. Um, we don't got no guys doing the. Left me all solo, huh? Ah, Okay. Romans, Romans 5, 6 through 11. I'm going to read the NLT version. In verse 6 it says, When we were all utterly helpless, helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for our sins. I know a lot of us are like, no, I wasn't hopeless. Yeah, you were. I was. Yeah, I was. I was helpless. My family gave up. How many of your guys' family gave up on you? Come on. That's helpless. That means you go up to the door and they're like, eh. Right? I got the door shut on me by my mom and it's Mother's Day and I'm going to go talk to her and see her. Tell her I love her. Show her what God has done. Verse 7. Now most people will not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. Verse 8. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for, our, for us while we were still sinners. Verse 9. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, only by his blood are we able to see God now and him see us. What does that mean, man? It's a turnaround that God can do when you say yes to him. That he's able to go ahead and say, you know what, God, Father, they're good. I know, you, I know you see what they're doing right now, but they have a good heart. I see more in them. Do you see more in yourself? Do you see more in the brother next to you, the sister in front of you, those around you? What do you see? Or do you just see darkness and, and ugh, get away from me? I started, I started working with, uh, volunteering with Sister Brenda, the one that came up here and testified. And we're with the homeless. I haven't gotten into some deep stuff, but she's seen some stuff. That's what I'm talking about. If they were right next to you, todo tirado, dirty, and smelly, what would you see in them? Are you just going to see the outside or what's inside their heart? Only God can make you feel and see that. It's got, you have to have a turnaround to see what God has done or what he can do in somebody. Verse 10, for since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Verse 11, so now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. That should be something scary and exciting because if he didn't go ahead and die on that cross for us, 
we wouldn't be able to sit here and be free and talk to God and say, you know what, I repent when I do something stupid. I repent because of what I was thinking about something or somebody. We all mess up. It's how you get up and keep moving forward that counts. Philippians 3, 17, 21. This is the NLT as well. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows they are really enemies of the cross of, of Christ. They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things. And they think only about this life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven. Where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior. Verse 21. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own, using the same power with, with which he will bring everything under his control. It says for us to pattern our walk after Christ and follow Christ, not man. You didn't say follow man. As Christ is walking and behaving that way. Again, do you remember that turnaround in your life? When he turned you around, he took you off of your path that we were in and put us in his path that he has us on now. That has you from going back in and out of prison, going in and out of jail, going from job to job. Some of us have some jobs that you'd be like, how'd that happen, God? How do you get those raises, God? You ain't special like that. God is the one who does all that. He gives us a chance and an opportunity that we advance. And then we show the world what God does. Through a screwed up person like us. A sinful person like us. That's glory to God. All glory to God. I I I didn't I just told my wife I tell her a lot of times I never kept a job more than a year out of prison for ten years and it was a battle it was a battle God just he put me through some stuff in there it was like a training ground that he had me on I had to submit to authority some of us you guys like that submitting to authority yeah right. We're all liars in here. For $7.25 an hour. You remember your turnaround. I wouldn't have did that. If it wasn't for Christ right behind me. I would never have done that. The definition to the word enemy is a person who is actively 
opposed or hostile to someone or something. We were hostiles when we were his enemy. We wanted nothing to do with that. We were hostile towards it. Ever met somebody like that? Again, do you remember your turnaround? This is not a rebuke, you guys. This is more like a reminder. A reminder that you're not here by mistake in this church or in your walk by a mistake. God doesn't make mistakes like that. I know the world loves to think that God makes mistakes. The world loves to say that. But we know that God does not make a mistake. Even when we were in the other side running around. We're those authors of that. We made up that word, mistake. God makes mistakes. No, we're, we, we thought of that. We're not a mistake. Pastor, on Sunday, you guys, whoever wasn't here, he spoke about something and it, was, it stuck to me and I talked to him right after. And he said, I see warriors in here. I see warriors in here. And I told him, I go, we can't be warriors if we haven't gone through a battle. If you've gone through battles, that's when you can call yourself a warrior. That's when you can stand and say, I am a warrior for Christ. And you can only have that if you had that turnaround. If you haven't had that turnaround, we'll pray for you right after. We'll pray hard. We got warriors in here. We got a pastors in here. We have leadership in here. And most of all, we have believers of Jesus Christ in here. Even the apostles at one point forgot they were warriors, right? When they hung their Lord and Savior on the cross, what happened to them? They forgot. They scattered. They forgot. Their lives were on a standstill, right? They were on a standstill. They were like, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? They forgot how many battles and how many events they seen with Jesus Christ. Do you, do you forget the things that he has brought you through? I mean, I can sit down right now and ask everybody, give me five things that God has brought you through hard that it couldn't have been done, but only his power can get you through that. We got testimony after testimony after testimony. I can share a lot of them. Just one. When my daughter died at 16, stood strong still. Those are warriors. You stand strong. Only by his power. I'm not glorifying him. I'm just saying there's no way that a man can stand after they lose a child. If you don't have God in your life. You don't even have to try to imagine that. Just think it. Can you stand? Remember your turnaround. Remember that turnaround. Pastor also talked about the three young Hebrew kids. You guys know who I'm talking about? They were thrown in that fire. Huh? Those are true Avengers right there, right? 
I know Avengers Endgame is out right now. If you haven't seen it, I'm not promoting them. Go check it out. But uh, we're going to get a little bit of proceeds right here, Pastor. Those are real Avengers right there. Three Hebrew kids, normal human kids, teenagers thrown in the fire, and they didn't get burned. Nada. Nada. That's true strength. You know why they were able to stand? They had to turn around, and they had faith. They had faith that God would come through. I know God hasn't let none of you guys down. Even when my daughter passed, he didn't let us down. We're not meant to be here. She served her purpose. She was a Christian when she passed. She brought me and my wife and my kids to Christ. You can find that about the three Hebrew kids in Daniel 3. And then uh, the last one I wanted to talk about is, Pastor also mentioned Thor in the Bible. You guys remember him? My bad. My bad for us. I was trying to make it like, but Thor. Who do you guys think Thor is, man? Thor is Shama. This, this, this is one of the three top elite killing machines. For King David stood in the middle of a field and went at it with hundreds of soldiers standing hard. That's Thor. That's a real Thor. Not this makeup Thor that they have, you know, flying through. No, he stood in the middle and went at it. He, he fought so hard until his, his sword was like, it was already stuck to him. That's Jesus Christ's power, God Almighty, that you have and I have. Remember your turnaround. You think these guys that battled for Jesus Christ or for God ever wanted to throw in the towel after seeing the things that they have seen, the things that you have seen God do in your life? The turnaround. Remember those times. Remember that hardness that God came in and said, I'll walk with you. I'll show you how to be a man of God, a woman of God. The turnaround is what matters. That's where the beginning started. That's where everything made sense. Some of us said, Brother Andres said that he was able to see and be like, the devil's been lying the whole time to me. The devil's been lying the whole time to you. And to me, we're able to see the turnaround. It's your turnaround. God, God's hand moved upon these soldiers, these three Hebrew kids, uh, you know, Shammah, and all these people you read about in the Bible. His hand was upon them. His hand's upon you. You're not where you used to be at. And it's because of that turnaround. So next time you guys want to throw in the towel or say that Christian card that forget about it, remember that turnaround was real. Like I said, you can't fake that. The enemy might lie to you. Nah, that was not real. No, it's real. God is real. God is so real that 
piece showed up. The rat, oh, they were, they were telling the truth. We were telling you the whole time. Reach your family. Reach your neighbors. Brother Andres does a ministry of on his own. That's, he don't have no church backing. That's what he does. It's a turnaround in his life that made him want that. And go reach the ones that we had helped push out to the world and be just demonic spirits. Banging, stealing, killing, whatever it took. Must have get them back and take off those blinders like he got his blinders taken off. We got Pastor Ruben and Pastor Cindy back there too. That they're, come on. Sit down and ask them their testimony. Sit down with my pastors. Ask them their testimony. Any one of the people that you see in here. That's turnarounds in these lives right here that you see. And God's still moving. He's still in the mix. He's still doing this to people right now. And it takes us to be able to tell them about our turnaround. It matters. Your turnaround matters. Write it down. Laminate it. Pass it around. Do something with it. It's not for you to just keep and just walk around like that. I've seen these brothers. I've seen this brother right here. They talk to the youth, the youth offenders. They're, they're in uh, uh, court order to go to this class. They're not getting paid for it. They go in there and they talk to them. We talk to them. That's a turnaround in people's lives that make you do things that you wouldn't if it was on your own thought. You would not do that. Why? But when God does that turnaround, you want to do some big things for God. Not to be seen by man, but just do big things for God. I said, I can't pay God back for, for just giving me this life. I'm going to try every day. I'm going to try every day not to be the old me. Not to be the old me. Because I had a turnaround. I had a heart for somebody who I didn't care next to that cell. I didn't, why should I? Why should I? But God says, you should. Because if you want to know me, you're going to feel this. You're going to feel this. I know that turnaround was real. Because it gave me asco like I didn't know what to do with it. I was sick to it. Like, I, what happened? Encounters. Ask God for it. If you have never felt that, ask Him for it. Be ready for it. But ask Him for it. He'll give it to you. Thank you guys for coming out. We're not done yet. We're getting to the most important part right now. The most important part is, is when you make that decision, if you're asking him into your life. The turnaround that we were talking about. No matter where you're at, you might have fell. Ask, ask him in there. Even as leaders in here, we fall, we have to ask him into our life. I didn't wait until I came to church on that day. It was on a Thursday when, when I got out and went crazy on this dude on Martin the King in Cheyenne. I was in the hood almost. And that's where I got out and I, was, I ran up on him. I didn't ask or call my pastor, Pastor, pray for me. I prayed right there, driving into work. I told my wife, hey, bad, my bad, babe, I forgot to crucify the flesh this morning. 
That's what happened. The enemy's waiting for you to screw up. He's right there. That's what he does. That's what he does. He's waiting. He's like, yeah, look, I told you he screwed up. Told you it wasn't real about you. All that, just masa. Just talking out of his butt. I'm not talking to you, Shivers. I'm talking to the other one. You guys, this is when it's serious about making that decision. If you fell, then just come up here so we can pray for you. If you don't know Christ, come up here so we can pray for you. If you don't know him like that. If you're just going off of what your neighbor told you about Christ, you haven't had that turnaround in your life, you should come up here. There's no time to be playing around. There's no time to be playing around. If not, let's just stand up and uh, see if we can get worship up here and just thank God, glorify God for another day that we made another day.